We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Closing in on three days out from the start of the NFL playoffs. Welcome back. We're Grant and Danny. You are listening to The Fan. Top of the hour, Ben Standig on who the commanders might hire as their offensive coordinator to replace Scott Turner. And at 525 tonight, we'll ask you, with Turner having been fired, what do you want to see from? What changes to the offense would you like? What do you hope the identity of the next offensive coordinator is philosophically? When it comes to moving the football, we'll get into all of that next hour here on Grant and Danny. As promised right now, caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. You're winning Impractical Jokers tickets. Congrats. You win two tickets, the Impractical Jokers. It's the Drive, Drive, Drive Tour, Sunday, February 19th, Cat One Arena. You're going to get entered into a raffle as well for the grand prize, which is two meet-and-greet passes. Tickets are on sale now for tickets and more event information. Go to the Fan DC. It is time for our Beltway Blitz. Why don't we begin on the hardwood? Ava Wallace covers the whiz for the Washington Post. Ava, Chicago Bulls in town tonight at 7 o'clock. Before we discuss that game, though, I want to go back to Monday night. What had happened was 20-point <laughs> loss to the Pelicans without some of their best players. How? How? Defensive effort, which was the same thing that happened to the Wizards when they went to OKC and, and got kind of smacked around by a really young, hungry team uh, at the end of a really long road trip. It was it was uh, pretty much kind of the same thing. West, it, both both times we talked to Wes Unseld Jr. beforehand, and he laid out the dangers and then just fell right into the trap once they started. You know, they let uh, the Pelicans get going in the paint. Their transition defense was terrible, but mostly they had 20 turnovers, and you can't come back from that usually. Ava, I was wrong on this, and my I'm, my, my hand goes up here admitting that, but I, I thought they'd be getting more out of Monte Morris. I know you got three big mouths to feed here with Kuzma Beal when he's when he's healthy and not hamstringy and and Chris stops, but I thought there was more to his game than, than we saw in Denver where the ball's got to run through Nikola Jokic. I've been really disappointed with the point guard spot. It seems to be kind of the thing they've been searching for since John Wall's departure. I don't know. I, I don't really have a great question about that, but I just I thought it'd be better. Yeah, I think that uh, Monte Morris had kind of similarly to Will Barton, although honestly or uh, obviously they've kind of ended up in different places here as we uh, get closer to the trade deadline. But I think the Wizards are actually really happy with Monte Morris. Hmm. They've always kind of said over the summer that. All they wanted was someone to keep them organized, someone who kind of distributes the ball really well for Beal and Porzingis, like you said, help get shots where they're needed. Um, he's a guy who's, uh, I tend to think, you know, his, um, pretty, he's pretty well known for a really, really great assist-to-turnover ratio. This guy is really careful with the ball, like one of the best in the league. Yeah, five to one, yeah. Right. I, I tend to think that sometimes you want a point guard, actually, who's willing to make a few turnovers here and there, but they like that about him. Um, I think he's been solid on offense. He's gotten kind of the picture more on defense, especially when um, 
the Wizards were playing well when they had all of their players back. So I know they're happy with Monte Morris. I just think that, uh, uh, you know, sometimes when you think about these players coming from Denver, playing alongside Nikola Jokic, yeah, it makes you look like you're, you're the guy every mm. single night. So I think he's actually been a pretty good fit, and I know they're happy with him on this team. What do we need to know about the matchup tonight with the Bulls? I was there the last time they were at Cap One Arena to open Oof. the season. That was a fun game. The Bulls are now three under five hundred coming into this matchup. Yeah, it's actually kind of similar stories here for the Bulls, and I think they're going to be two of the more interesting teams um, to see what what kind of happens with these guys with their big uh, players under contract here. But Demar Derozan, who has always kind of been a thorn in the Wizards' side, is doubtful tonight, and the Wizards, of course are back with a really inflated injury report. I, it's kind of at the point where it's like, what is going on with this team? But Well, it's definitely at the point where it's what's going on with this team. Um, but Corey Kispert, Kristaps Porzingis, and Daniel Gafford are all questionable. It's kind of various injuries. Uh, Porzingis has a rib thing. Daniel Gafford sprained his ankle at the end of last game. So they can't afford to keep losing guys like this. That's the, the biggest thing, honestly, that was going for them. In that 10-game winning streak was they were healthy. It's good. Well, listen, it can be a blessing in disguise because you've got a lottery pick uh, this year that you know has been anxious <laughs> for a minute. Oh, I'm told that's not going to happen. Johnny Davis, what do we think? <laughs> uh, uh, what do we think with Johnny Davis, or what do we think with the Wizards drafting odds? Uh, a little bit of both, actually. Yeah, Johnny Davis, also on the injury report right now, he's going through a uh, a hip injury that was sustained in shoot-around, which is almost kind of like... That stuff. With, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what? I mean, even with Uncle Jr., that one was like, yeah, that, that one was tough, but he didn't get to go home for that four-day stint they had in, in Wisconsin. Um, but it's kind of the same thing. We asked for an update on his, um, you know, how his year has been, and, and Wes Unsell Jr. said it's it's been up and down. But, you know, he's uh, chugging along in the G League, getting minutes. Just definitely, if you're talking about guards who uh, have fallen way below expectations, he's absolutely number one on the list, and it puts the Wizards drafting under a microscope as they come up this year. Ava, good information. Thank you. Uh, I'm not going to blame you if they don't win tonight, but try to get them to win anyway. Ava, please. For you guys, I'll try. That's what I'm talking about. That's very nice of you. Ava Wallace, check her out. Washington Post does a great job covering the Wiz. Let's keep this blitz moving. To the ice we go where the Caps are playing good hockey. Nick Dowd, by the way, going to be on the show tonight at 6 o'clock. Capitals. 17-4-3 17-4-3 if they can get a win tonight over these last 20-plus games. Uh, let's get the latest on the return of a couple of stars. Matt Wyrick, NBCSportsWashington.com. So, Matt, Backstrom back, Wilson back. How'd they look? Yeah, I think uh, about like they missed eight months of hockey. You know, it had been a long time since either of these guys had skated with a lot of these players. They were thrown right in on, on top six lines and, and the power play as well. So it's going to take some time for these guys to get acclimated with their line mates, some of which were at off-season acquisitions. So I think they both looked healthy. Uh, both looked like they were getting comfortable, and that's exactly what the Capitals wanted to see. Matt, I don't apologize for winning ugly um, when, when it comes to the Capitals because you know, they've had games where I think, I think of that uh, Dallas game a couple weeks ago where they played really well, just ran into a hot goaltender, probably deserved to win and didn't. I don't know if they deserved to beat Columbus the other night, but I'm glad they did. You could use a couple of those or maybe you don't deserve it. Uh, I think it just happens when you're playing well, it begets more playing well. Not a great question, but just kind of my thoughts on the matter. No, absolutely. The, the Capitals had not won a game all season in which they scored two goals or fewer. So this was their first game where 
goaltending just really went out there and shoved, and they got a win because Darcy Kemper was unstoppable. I mean, those are the kinds of wins that championship teams are going to need to have. It had kind of a playoff feel in that regard where, you know, you, you go make deep runs in the Stanley Cup playoffs because your goaltender is able to win games like that, as Darcy Kemper did for the Avalanche just last season. So the fact that they were able to win a game like that, win a game where, you know, a lot of guys were getting used to new roles and being shuffled around, you know, that says a lot about this team and, and it says a lot about Kemper. Danny, what would you have done after that question where you said, not a question, but I just wanted to give you my thoughts on the matter. If he was like, thank you for your thoughts on the matter. Yeah, great thoughts, Danny. <laughs> and then he didn't say anything He else. could have, and and I would have felt uh, kind of put in my place a little bit. But he didn't. He didn't. He just picked He's up gracious. the and he ran with it. Uh, can we discuss Anthony Manta for a moment? He's probably going to get parked again tonight. Why is he so out of favor with this staff, and how long-term could the doghouse stay be? Yeah, you know, I don't know if there's a set timetable on it right now. I think it really comes down to what Mantha shows in practice as far as, you know, what the Capitals are looking for from him. He said the other day that he didn't think it was necessarily his goal or his point totals. Uh, that was the driving reason for the fact that he was a healthy scratch, uh, but rather his work ethic. And I think the Capitals want him to play a little bit more of a physical brand of hockey. He's a big guy. Uh, they want him to, to use that weight to his advantage, and I don't think that he's necessarily been doing it as much as they might like. So uh, it really comes down to, you know, how he shows out in practice. You know, the Capitals only playing two games this week. I think it's an opportunity, you know, for him to, to show a few things on the ice uh, with the whole team out there. So it's going to be interesting to see how long this lasts and, and what really he looks like when he comes back. Man, I've been frustrated a number of times with Evgeny Kuznetsov um, over the years, right? That Stanley Cup year, he was incredible. And since then, it's like when he feels like it. Don't look now, but since the start of December, pretty much a point-per-game player, which I think if that happens, this team could be pretty damn nasty and pretty tough to play uh, uh, You know, come the springtime, come playoffs. So have we seen Kuznetsov maybe kind of turn a corner here a little bit? Yeah, I think so. You know, you look at his goal total and you might just say, oh, he's not producing like he has in years past. But, you know, like you said, a point-per-game pace over the fast, last few weeks. And you look at his, his analytics, his high-danger chances, he's creating chances. For this team, you know, out of one of the best rates on the roster this season, they might not always result in him taking the final shot, but he's certainly been able to set up other players uh, to create chances, to create opportunities and put pucks on net. And, you know, that's all you can really ask of him. And he's kind of shuffled back and forth between the top line, second line, third line. Uh, and now with these guys being inserted in, it's not clear who exactly his you know, primary wingers are going to be moving forward. But it seems like whoever it is is going to get some solid passes and some chances up the middle of the ice. Matty Wyrick, NBC Sports Washington. Dot com. Thank you, sir. No problem, fellas. Thank you. Caps, Flyers, right here on 106.7 The Fan, just after 7 o'clock tonight. Nick Dowd stops by in less than two hours at 6. Blitz time for the Commanders. All right. Darren Ains, you watch him on Channel 9 in D.C. Darren, what'd you make of the firing of Scott Turner yesterday? Uh, well, I felt like they needed to make a move, and, uh, and that was the move that needed to be made. I kind of heard some some rumblings in, in regards to some of the players and the play calling by Scott Turner. And, and, you know, sometimes we're in the, the press box and we're like, wait, why did he just do that? Um, and so I, I think it was a, maybe a decision that needed to be made because weapon wise, they have the weapons. I mean, obviously we need to work on the offensive line. They need a the quarterback. So there's some bigger issues. Uh, but regards to just like the play calling was a little bit questionable, questionable call calls that, that Scott Turner made. So, I don't like to see anybody get fired, but, um, you know, Ron made that move. How much blame 
does Scott Turner get? Like if you're doing like a say a big delicious pie out of 100 percent, I for the for the for reference, Darren, I said 10 percent. It's not his fault that it's Carson Wentz. It's not his fault that it was Taylor Heineke and, and company. It's not his fault they made bad decisions about the offensive line or that Chase Ruye got hurt. I think if you had the greatest offensive mind in history, they still wouldn't have been particularly good on offense. I think it was a, an assembly issue more than anything else. But what are your thoughts? Well, I think you you have a guy who's kind of taken over the offensive coordinator role like full time, you know, f- for the first time when he joining the commander. So there's there's a lot of probably rookie mistake that he's made, not just particularly this season, but throughout his entire time here in Washington that kind of built up to that. Um, but yeah, there's there's I still think there's a significant percentage, maybe like forty forty five percent, that Scott Turner's you know Scott Turner's fault in regards to that. Obviously, I just mentioned before that quarterback, and you mentioned is a big issue the offensive line. Uh, but that's the man calling the plays, and you know, and who cares what the personnel is? I mean, you can watch a play, and you're like, why didn't he run the ball, you know, against the Titans on that on the, on the one yard line? You know, this 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 questionable calls that that come from Scott Turner, no matter what the personnel looks like, that that's clear as day. Run the ball on the one yard line. But they didn't have timeouts then, Darren. I mean, not to quibble over one play, but they couldn't have run the ball and gotten another playoff probably. In that situation, and maybe I'm a little bit biased. Grant, one yard line, bro. You, you, you run the rock, right? But, but my point is, the argument on his behalf there is that if you run it into a pile and you don't get in, there is no other play. So you either get three throws from one yard away or one run, basically. Yeah, I get you. How did that throw work out though? Not well. Yeah, not well at all. None of them did. I, I'll say yeah. this. If they would have run the ball there and not gotten in, you should have fired them right after the game. That, that, that <laughs> I, would been... see, I, w- I wouldn't disagree with that call. I think there's other reasons before the game that kind of led up to that. Gotcha. Um, but, but I think running the ball, and obviously it's weeks ago, and we all can have different thoughts on it right now, but I, yeah. I still feel like they should have ran the ball in that place being so close to the, to the goal line. Gotcha. Maybe uh, you know on the third down or something, especially after – you tried twice, you know, who knows? Uh, Darren Haynes, Channel 9. All right, so then let's go forward at OC. What do you want to see? What are you expecting? What do you, Give us some thoughts on what you think lies ahead in the hiring so, process. So well, according to, like, you know, a couple sources that I spoke to, that they're going to be hiring somebody from outside the building, not promoting somebody from within. And so I, I don't know exactly who that is, but definitely somebody who, who brings that young style, very creative, Sort of like, you know, Scott Turner had some creative plays that, uh, you know, in his playbook. But a guy who's very creative but also has that experience that can react quickly and make these calls at the right time um, is somebody that they need to bring in. Stylistically, do you think it's going to be an issue? Like, in other words, you heard Martin Mayhew and, and Ron Rivera talking about the, the, the run-pass ratio, like they, they're jealous of what Navy calls. You know, like what what offensive coordinator is going to say? Yes, sign me up for that. I'll get a bunch of bad stats and and never get out of this pool. These guys want to use this as a stepping stone to get the head coaching jobs. But if you're going to be come in and told, yeah, you're going to be twenty seventh in offense at best, I'm not sure who they can attract. Well, I mean, me looking at it, I think with all the weapons that they have, Danny, like their their offensive weapons in the running back position with B. Rob and Antonio Gibson. You know, from the receivers, like they have the weapons there. I think going into this draft, or you know, when you look at the free agent market, I think one of the things that the offensive coordinator and 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 Ron Rivera can have is, hey, 
who are we going to go after? Who can we bring in? I'm sure those conversations be like, okay, we're going to bring in some more maybe veteran offensive linemen, or we're going to bring in this good quarterback, or maybe it's Sam Howe who we promote and we know X, Y, and Z, he's this good, can make this job more appealing because they have the weapons. I'm telling you, the, the weapons they have is great. And, and I remember talking to Taylor Heineke. Heineke told me straight up, he was like, when Sam Howell came in to, uh, to OTAs, he knew, he knew exactly that this kid was special. This kid is very special. We may not see it all the time because, you know, obviously we only see the individual drills during practice. But Taylor Heineke spoke highly of Sam Howell, that this is a guy that can lead this franchise. So let's talk Howell moving forward. Do you think he'll get a chance to be the guy in 23 in week one, or are they going to go find an established starter to bring in over him? That's a great question because, I, I, me, I would love to get a – guy who is young and it's proven to come in here. Um, but if they don't find that particular individual, I think Sam Howell starts week one. And they re-sign Taylor Heineke. He's the backup. Oh, you think Taylor stays as well? Yeah, he really wants to stay. I think he made that very clear to everybody. He wants, he wants to stay. I just wonder if you can have him as a backup because he's so beloved at this point. If Howell struggles for a game or two, you know what the, the FedEx field vibes you are. You know gonna what they're going to chant. Well, 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 Grant, Taylor Heineke has made it clear to other people and myself he doesn't mind being a backup. No, it's not. I don't think he does. But my problem is not Heineke. It's the 30,000 fans that are going to chant Heineke because they think he's better than he is when Sam Howell throws a pick. That's my concern. <laughs> well, I think, I think that's just the way our, 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 the D.C. fans are these days because we're very – We've been in a position where we've had our hearts broken for so long. Um, we're just we we react and we're very bitter to any small thing that can happen. That, that's 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 more that's more on us. But but my point, I'm just helping people. I'm protecting people from themselves. I'll get another replacement level player at backup. That's just like Taylor Heineke. And you want they, a limited quarterback? I'll go we'll, get you. Yeah, one. I'll find you one of those, and then they won't <laughs> chant their name every time Sam Howell throws a pick. Well, well, let me say this. Who who would you rather have as a backup than than Taylor Heineke? I think that's a guy who filled the void very well. Like, yeah. what, what more can you ask for? Well, if all things are equal and there isn't this baggage of the fans loving him irrationally, then he's the perfect backup. Correct. Literally, I mean right, that. Then, don't, then who cares about the fans, man? Well, but here's why <laughs> I care. Personnel, yeah. To here's make the why team I care. better because Carson went through two passes before he was getting booed, and they were chanting Heineke at FedEx Field. And it, it doesn't help the cause. I, I just don't do celebrity backups. I don't I don't do Tim Tebow. I, I don't do I don't do that. I don't do celebrity backups. I and I, I don't I, I don't do celebrity backups either, but I think Taylor Heineke is a guy who has proven he can be a good backup, no matter if people yeah. look at him as as the you know, the the, the next uh, I was about to say the uh, how remember R G three, they said he was black Jesus. Like <laughs> like <laughs> They but, did say that. Look, if I'm yeah, the Falcons yeah. <laughs> or something, like I got no problems. I'll, I'll he's worth eight, nine, ten million dollars as a backup. I think he's the ultimate perfect reliever out of the bullpen. I think what you're saying makes sense. I'm saying here, I don't think the people pressure, can help themselves. Yeah. They love this yeah. guy. They think he is Joe Namath. He's not, and I'm just going to help them help themselves. I'm just going to not have him around as a distraction. It's, it's like living with your ex. They, they just I, can't I stop you. going and knocking on that door. But look who, who Heineke was going against, a, a, a Carson Wentz who literally is, was a shell of himself. That, that was his competition. And then you had a time where, where Heineke came in and his first impression was the lasting impression, which was 
that game in, in Tampa Bay. And then the previous year, who do you compare him to? Ryan Fitzpatrick? Like the competition he had to go against was not that high. Um, so, of course, people are going to love Taylor Heineke. think he's the best. The competition he was going against really wasn't that good. That's possible. I just I, – we hear from callers every day who, who think he – you know, it, with with a 17-game season, he'd lead him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. 67% of my mutes are people that think I'm, <laughs> I'm too mean to Taylor Heineke because they love him. But, yeah, you're well, on, what, I mean, hey, you're on to so. But what is interesting, though, is, is uh, obviously Scott Turner trusted in Taylor Heineke and now you're going to have an offensive coordinator who's made come from the outside in yeah. and doesn't have that loyalty to, to Taylor Heineke and may say, you know what, I want a different backup. Let's go this direction. So, so it's a tough position for, for Taylor in regards to, you know, having already that faith and trust in the building when this offensive coordinator who comes in has no ties to him. Darren, good combo as always, buddy. Appreciate the time. Left hand up. Do it, I know Danny. he's not going to say it. Do it, Bye, Danny. Do it. Put your hands wherever you want. It's Do a free it. country. My hands will be remaining down. <laughs> Darren, thank you. Watch him on Channel 9 WSA TV. Grant and Danny here on the fan. 5 o'clock, Ben Standig stops, stops by. And at 6 o'clock, Nick Dowd of the Capitals is on the show. Danny, Darren, he, he said, Darren just said left hand up. He said it. Yep. Put your left hand up. Nope. You want me to do that? I did. Oh, okay. Hold on, wait. My hand is up. It's up. Send us out with that. Can you play us out? What does it mean to play us out? What does that even mean? Play us out. You got this, Darius. Oh. My hand is up. Lieutenant Commander Danny. My hand is up. My hand is up. My hand is up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Grant and Danny welcoming you back on 106.7 The Fan. Nice little Wednesday in D.C. sports. Wiz, Caps, both in action Tonight, we'll get you previews of both games before we get out of here in about two hours. All is quiet right now on the ownership front, Danny. Can't help but notice nothing is brewing, seemingly. There haven't been any big stories. There's been no bombshell report. The Post hasn't come out with their latest Dan Snyder story. It's been a few weeks now. And I don't know what to make of that, really. I don't either. I know this, though. The ownership situation... I don't really know what to call it. Is it a sale? Is it a eventual sale? Is it a, an okey-doke where Dan Snyder's going to keep the team? That entire saga and situation is going to determine the fate of the offseason, right? I mean, we were worried. It's hanging we over were, everything. We're wondering, like, will they be able to do what they want to do? That, that was the first question of the end of your press conference for Rivera yesterday was, are you going to be able to run the offseason how you want to? You look at the Nationals right now, as we keep talking about, they're in a state of flux where this sale is dragging, I think, because of the, the Masson situation and the fact that the front runner is Ted Leonsis, who wants to put the team on NBC Sports Washington, presumably. But regardless of how we got here, the learners are still in charge. They don't want to add any money. They're trying to get out of owning the team. And meanwhile, we're all held hostage as fans. We're just watching a terrible product for what's going to be four straight years now of Nationals baseball where they can't compete in this division because... It's exciting when they spend $2 million on a player. I don't want that to happen for the football team. Right. And I have some hope that it won't and that this will be a normal offseason based on the fact that Rivera wasted no time with Scott Turner. I want to reiterate, if you thought money was at a premium, if you thought getting clearance for things would be difficult, I think that blowing out a coordinator who you have to pay for two years, because remember, he had one year left on his deal. I was told the extension was tacking on one more year so he wasn't going into a lame duck year. So from what I was told, they're going to pay out two years to Scott Turner now moving forward. You don't do that. Pay him two years and hire another OC if someone's really worried about, yeah, I'm about to sell. I'm not taking on any money. That's a good sign, maybe. It, it is something, right? These are all data points. We're working back from, as you said, not knowing much. Remember, it was a big to-do, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, I believe, and maybe I've got my dates all crisscrossed because of New Year's and, and Christmas and everything else. So, But that's when all the offers were due. That's when everybody, all the billionaires had to turn on their homework, right? Books were opened, blind offers were submitted, and we haven't heard a peep since then. Nobody's planting any stories. Remember that thing? I can't remember if it was in Forbes or, or somewhere else where it clearly looked like it came from the team uh, or Snyder's angle of it could exceed $7 billion and the business acumen of Dan Snyder has increased the value of the organization this many times and their new sales and sponsorships and pew, 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 right? Nobody's done any of that. We haven't heard anything about this ball moving forward. So there are two ways to go with that. One, this is full steam ahead. We're now vetting. We're now talking about shifting, you know, glacier style size piles of cash and assets and liquidating things and blah, blah, blah into a potential offer that's going to either be accepted, ratified here in the next couple of weeks. Or if you're like me, conspiracy theory Craig on this, Dan Snyder's master plan is working to perfection. There's no heat on him right now. 
There's none. There's nobody well, I think is there's bothering. A ton him. of heat on him. I think there's zero. Like, right now, yeah, nothing is happening. It's uh, correct. Behind Nothing's the happening. Behind the scenes, the owners still want him out. The league is still sure. at odds with him. There's an investigation that should drop, lest you forget, at any moment. There, he still owes money to a bank that he doesn't have, from what we can gather. He he says he lives in London. He's not at games. It, if there was no heat on him, he'd be sitting his ass in the press box eating meatballs. Let me rephrase. There's no public pressure right now because everyone thinks he's selling. There's the 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 heat. Isn't people don't like him? He's been disliked for decades. Nobody likes him. He's and now maybe he's painfully aware of that. But the thing I keep pointing to is the House Oversight Committee report drops. This should be the like, oh my God, knockout bombshell. Bruce Allen said this. Look at what happened. This and nobody cared because everybody's like, yeah, he's selling. This to me is his master plan is to is to just go through this exercise and then give his Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not bleeping leaving and. Try to figure it out later on and force the other owners to force him out. That back and forth we just had just reminded me of something. Where in the hell is the Mary Jo White report? What happened to it? And how is this still a thing? Yeah. What is taking so long? The season is over. Now, I know that the point wasn't that it was It's going to coincide with week 15 or something, yeah. I don't know anything about anything when it comes to investigations and how all this works. Can we agree this is taking forever? Yeah. When is that thing going to drop? I mean, that could be game, set, match. You never saw the movie Angus. You sleep. But there's a movie that MTV Films did called Angus about an overweight high school kid who wore a plum suit to prom. Okay? Okay. Angus and his grandpa like to play chess. Okay. And his grandpa used to go to the park and play chess against this other old guy every single day. And one day, his grandpa didn't show up, so his buddy's waiting for him to play chess because his grandpa passed away, okay? And Angus went to the park, and he sat down at the table in a very dramatic scene, and the old man's looking at him, and Angus takes the king on the chessboard and lays it down. Meaning I quit. Wrong. I retire. Meaning my grandpa died. You weren't listening to the story. No, but that's what that's what you do in chess when you admit defeat. Your king topples. Right, but but based on the big lead up in the story I just told you about him and his grandpa and all that, and his grandpa dying, uh. he went to there and it's okay. No, you don't have to pay attention. But hopefully, if no, you, I was, I was listening. No, the whole time. Every, everything's fine. Hopefully, I listened. Hopefully, some people got that. But I missed so the symbol. He put okay. the he put the king down because his grandpa had died, as okay. I had very clearly mentioned a few moments no, before. I got it. I just thought no, okay. it's fine. Just wear this one. So here's the point of the dude's story. Yeah. Mary Jo White's investigation could be Angus putting the king down on the chessboard. As if to say, the game's over. The game's over. You get it? I do now. Or also that Angus's grandpa had died. So what I think about what I think about this Angus Grant. No, I'm kidding. What I think well, about the Mary Jo White well, what investigation. What about his grandpa? The symbolism is more. I think I think the league is holding that investigation in case. That's, I think they've threatened that, and they're not going to release. If Dan's going through with the sale, then no okay, one's going to be that interested. Mean, you think there's a chance it never comes out? There's no way. If he goes through with a sale, it'll be just like, oh, by the way, we found some stuff, but he's already gone. Doesn't matter. I think the, I think that's the league is saying that's our trump card. Dan, I think Dan is saying I don't care. Well, they definitely have that as a stamp when they need it. Mm-hmm. When he says, you know what, guys, I actually don't think I want to sell. They can go, you sure. Okay. MJW. Hey, Mary Jo. Call to the bullpen. Do a couple of more uh, interviews with this person. Uh-huh. They slide them a name. I mean, they, they could 
use that as some leverage against him. What's amazing, I think, about the prospective sale or what may or may not happen is everything is on the table and none of us know anything really. Right. I'm sure a lot of people are hearing things. I'm hearing so much stuff. I've heard everything from, and this is, I mean, this is not me reporting anything. It's just how wacky this is. Yep. I've heard everything from, he's already sold the Bezos and we're going to find out any day now, basically, right? Like everyone else. To, he's never going to sell to Bezos. Over his dead body, will he sell to Jeff Bezos because he thinks he cooked up the entire thing? He doesn't want to sell the team. It's going to take over a year and someone not named Bezos is going to buy it. I've heard both ends of that spectrum, right? No one seems to know anything really definitively. By the way, it is funny. Like I've gotten an Instagram direct message that said, my friend is a, is a, is a lawnscaper. Oh, everyone's Lawnscaper? That's not the right Landscaper <laughs> who's worked both of Dan Snyder's properties. By the way, that's amazing. Both in Montgomery County right. and here. And Dan's already moved to England and it's over with and it's to a guy that we haven't heard of yet to... Like, I don't know. There's no one knows. so much of that. Yeah, like, no one knows. My friend runs in circles with his kid. They're actually going to be called the Admirals. This, that. It's, there, there is a lot of whatever that speculation is going around. But the quietness right now is, I don't want to say disconcerting. It's confusing to me. Yes. I just wonder how it's going to affect the offseason. I got to be honest. That's the thing I care most about right now. I am very sure he's going to sell eventually. When that is, I don't know. Is that next month? Is that in three months? Is it before week one next year? Could it be during next season? Could it be next offseason? I'm not sure. If I had to bet money, I'd say Dan Snyder will no longer be the owner of the team come training camp. I wouldn't bet a lot of money, though. It would be three bucks on FanDuel. I have a very small unit, if you know what I mean. Three bucks, FanDuel, that's it. Isolate that, by the way, Darius. Yeah, I was going to say, I got to come up with a clever joke that I don't get in trouble. <laughs> and you also don't wager much money. I, um, I saw you smirk. <laughs> so now, now I have another smirk. <laughs> my FanDuel unit as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> in addition. I saw you smirk and you're, you're, you started to think, and I was like, let me just beat him to the punch. Yeah, the here. gears are turning. <laughs> you had nothing. Well, well, I had plenty, but uh, not, it, it all got door jammed. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What, what was the door jam? Well, what are we talking about? It's not the kind of thing you'd be like, I have something. Did you get called into the boss's <laughs> office before he leaves? I think everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not betting a lot of money. That's a that, that's a cleaner way to say it. That is a nice way to say it. Yeah. There is there is so much that's up in the air. And again, I just we're all assuming right now the assumption is what? That this is done and it's over with. It's just a matter of time before we find it out. Seems I just, to be. I just think you're underestimating the opponent here. That's that's all I keep coming back what to. What do you guys make of just how quiet things have gotten? And what do you think? happens next like when do we get the next update and report on this how soon could that come grant and danny with you on the fan hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. In case you're curious, green polo shirt, khaki pants, and black kicks today. I got uh, what are these? What are these sneakers? Adidas sneakers on. Adidas. Adidas, man. Wow, very 2013 of you. Uh, I'll thank you. That's just, that's more current than my usual fare. I'll take that. Uh, blue jeans from a company called Bonobos. I like these guys. I'm a Bonobos guy. They got stretchy material. Not familiar with their work. You would know them. You'd seen them. They, they got stores, and it's a bunch of thin people running around in there. That's why I'm not familiar with their work. <laughs> it made me laugh. Jeans. Jeans. One of those things that costs way more than you think. Like in my mind, jeans are 30 bucks and they're not. Right. They're not. In my mind, I'd say like $44. Uh-huh. They're also not that. Yeah. You go to a store to buy jeans, you're going to spend a lot of money. It's one of those things, no matter what you prepare for, there's somehow more than that. Uh, as, as larger gentlemen, have you ever... Stepped foot in an American Eagle, an Aeropostale, or a Hollister. I stopped doing that several years ago, Darius. There we go. We were on a text chain. This is true, Darius. Earlier today with um, uh, one of our uh, sales associates with the station. Yeah. And we were both reminiscing, Grant and I were, when we were at our peak weight loss and we both got so arrogant and bought mediums. Mediums. In in various shirts. Yeah. And like I I think I I told you the story. The, we I don't remember what the context was. I think it was a summertime activity. The worst purchase we've ever made. And I bought this like super expensive pair of pants for a thin person. I can't wear them. I haven't worn them once. <laughs> for hundreds of dollars I bought these things. Just walking around like I'll fit into that. Not even close. So you like clothes way more than I do. We know that. I would just never spend that much money on an entire ensemble, let alone pants. But uh, yeah, I did at some point or another get a medium shirt in in my a apex. A medium. Hilarious. What to think were about. we doing? I don't know. It was. It was. We'll be this way forever. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm so sure. I'm so sure. Pizza isn't delicious. Pizza. I'm best. so sure carbohydrates aren't everywhere. And then I ate a bagel. Yep. And the rest, as they say. Was history. Cream cheese. You ever had cream cheese on a bagel? Right on the bagel. You ever stopped doing Diet Coke for a day and just had a Coca-Cola Classic? You ever, <laughs> you ever tried one of those on some crushed ice? Let My hand is up. Burn your throat Thanks, going David. down a little bit. You ever eaten a potato skin? Oh. A little, oh. little bacon on there? Right on there. A little cheese? You ever eaten cheese fries? Yes. It's a, this, I, this is a good story. So I'm on a... I told you about my little... Uh, Competition I'm doing. Trying to get 10,000 steps. Trying to eat under calorie count. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like five categories. You get points every day. Me and a couple of buddies that and I live near. Neighbors of mine. Well, so we're on this thing. We, we update each day, whatever. So the one day I go to Glory Days. And I'm this is our spot, Ryan. Glory Days Grill. So I go over there. And I'm looking at the menu. I'm looking at the menu. And I'm like, wait a second. I was like, the cheese fries are only 500 some calories for this? I'm like, it must be a, because they do like a full serving, half serving, It must whatever. be a typo. So I'm like, well, snap, I've got a thousand calories left today because I, I, I'm doing like a 
two meal bit basically. So I was like, I've got a thousand calories left. I'm gonna eat a couple of cheese fries. And then I, I order the cheese fries. I put the order in at the bar, literally. I'm like, I'll get the uh the small cheese fries. And he's like, no problem. And then I'm I'm continuing to read. I'm like, this this is too good to be true. So I text them and I'm like, you guys won't believe this. I just found cheese fries, only gonna cost me, you know, 480 calories uh-huh. or whatever. And they're like, my wife is on the text chain. She's like, cheese fries are literally the worst thing you could possibly eat. Like, what are you talking about? And then I look back at the menu. There were four servings in the order. Yeah. So this it was a, a serving. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, what I don't do when I get food, I don't know about you. I don't cut it into four and then hand them back three-fourths of it. I've never done that before. Not one time. <laughs> Clean plate club, bro. So really, it would have been four times what yeah. I thought. And then I had to tell I'm like, hey, is it a, I hate to do this. Did Jordy put the order in? He's like, we can cancel it real quick. He's like, they probably haven't started. I'm like, let's do that. And I audibled oh. to some like grilled boneless wings that were not as good as cheese fries. Brian Regan has a great bit about serving size. He's trying to lose weight. He's like, you ever look at the, look at the serving size of, of Fig Newtons? Two cookies. Who the hell eats two Fig Newtons? I go through those that entire sleeve like a wood chipper. Yeah. Two I don't Newtons. know how. One of the dudes I'm doing this with will text me at night. He's like, I just had nine chips. And I'm like, you shouldn't have done that. If I eat nine chips, it's the first nine of 900 You're on chips. the way to 90. Right. I've eaten nine chips, too, and then the rest of the bag is gone. I The only, and I mean this, the only way that I could only eat nine chips and I could just stop is if you gave me the nine chips and then tied my hands and legs together and dropped me off in the woods somewhere with no chips anywhere in sight. Like, if you threatened my family, I'd start to make calculations about, like, how many I could not. I'm not sure if I have the willpower to do that. If you threaten my family, I'd be like, I love you guys, and just start eating a bunch of chips. Daddy will miss you. Right. I just wish there was another way. I, I mean, they're chips. Chips. They're my favorite thing. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Crunchy carbs, man. Hell That'd of be a good fair dip. to say. Thanks, Coach. Some some Cape Cod sillies and some hell of a good dip. Let's rock and roll. Kettle cooked. George yeah. is in Fredericksburg. What's up, George? What's up, boys? Hey, well, first and foremost, Grant. First and foremost, boys, uh, Grant, uh, you're 30 plus man. Put the chicken nuggets down and eat real man wings with a bone. Pause. Um, I like. I agree with you. But this was a calorie count situation. I'm not a boneless wings guy. It's there was like 300 fewer enough. cows. <laughs> so listen, um, indulge me for a moment. I'm putting on my Sherlock Holmes hat for a second. I, I want you guys to be Watson. Um, doesn't Dan hate the fan radio station? Our station? Yes. I would say if he, I assume so. I would say he's not a P one. How the hell does JP drop the story that Scott gets fired first? Then that's one. Well, Dan has nothing Two, to do with that. Why would that have anything to do with anything? I, I mean, but in my mind, it's like, why would JP get the story first? You know what I mean? It's like that. Wouldn't that piss him off? Da- like, Dan has the, that. That is so. Dan has no control over any of that. That's yeah. That's not. That has nothing to do with Dan. Okay. Secondary game, then. Who owns the post? How is the post keep getting all these articles firsthand? Well, how do the players keep going to the post first? I think George thinks that Dan Snyder is like sitting at the park and he's the only one that talks to anyone. A coach, a GM, a player, sources all over the place. There, there's hundreds and hundreds of sources to be had. Most of them don't like Dan Snyder. So there's a lot of ways you can get a lot of stories. That's what I would say. I mean, yeah. if you're talking big picture, the I think the Snyder despising Jeff Bezos thing is real. I think that's very real in terms of conspiracy theories. Now, what does that mean? 
Does that mean that he won't accept his money if he get, if he offers half a billion more than anybody else? I don't know the answer to that. But I do know, or I do believe in my heart of hearts, that Dan Snyder is not a fan of the old of the old uh, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I I am fascinated by that part of all of this. If he sells to Bezos, he's selling to a guy that he can't stand because presumably the owner of the paper that helped take him down. There's an awkwardness to that. Like the it's just the pen being mightier than the sword. They did nothing wrong, but these reporters have done a really good job at speaking truth to power, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And their boss inevitably is Jeff Bezos. Now, I don't think there's any kind of conspiracy theory or anything crazy going on, but Dan Snyder is petty enough to think that. So it it would just be an ironic twist for sure uh, in the final chapter. All right, Ben Standing of The Athletic. Crazy. He has sources and breaks news, even though he probably has never talked to Dan Snyder before. We'll talk to him next on Grant and Danny on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.